0: Are you ready? Starting now? <laughs> yeah. well, now you just messed it up, you know. Nah. God, you know that the shit that we go through for this, huh? I know. <laughs> Fucker, fuckers better appreciate it. <clears throat> What's right. the title of this uh, podcast again? I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. Something with a penis, <laughs> I guess. Right. <laughs> Our fucking faces are everywhere now. Right. <laughs> you know, but, You're but welcome, the ladies. <laughs> right. Popular with the ladies. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm not even gonna apologize because I hope hopefully, hopefully it sounds fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, really right. this is this is fucking explicit now.
1: <laughs> ah, the explicit button. Let me use my finger. <sighs>
0: It is time for another episode of Sober, Not Mature. And that episode starts now.
1: Hello. I'm not getting anything. Hello, are you there? Hello, hello.
0: Hello, everyone. Just a brief message from your friends at Sober, Not Mature. We had some technical difficulties with this episode, and you'll notice a clicking sound in the first probably 20 minutes of the episode. But I promise after that, it clears up. So bear with us and enjoy the episode. All right, everyone. Welcome once again to a brand new episode of Sober. Not but sure. And once again, it's a, uh, I don't know about you here or there, Mike, but uh, yet again, another beautiful Friday night here. So,
1: Yeah, it's pretty damn nice here in the land of Cleve, too.
0: (laughs) And you know what? Um, I'm I'm in a great mood again tonight, and guess what? What? I questioned it again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good for you. Eh, I know at least I'm consistent, but you know, here's the thing. I think I figured it out because uh, this week was uh, probably the longest short week I've had in a long time. And, you know, just, uh, I don't know, kind of a quick wrap up of what happened last week, the whole work thing and the bonus thing and thought about things over the weekend and actually uh, emailed my boss and we had to do meetings uh, with our representatives. And I thought about some things from my review from last year. So they were like goals that we had Like three month or six month goals and yearly goals, so I dug those back out and uh, the bonus program was one of them. So put together this nice email. I'm like, hey, let's talk about this. And you know, I was honest with him. I was open with him and told him, you know, obviously that it uh, well basically bummed me out about the bonus, the why behind it, all those sort of things. And sure. you know, I was just. I was honest with him too. And I said that, um, you know, I, one of the reasons I didn't want to talk about it last week is because uh, I I told him, I'm like, I wasn't, my head wasn't in the right place, you know? So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I said, I took the weekend and thought about it and here's what it is, but nothing changed (laughs) (laughs) with, with him, nothing changed on, on his end. So that part of it's not gonna, um, not gonna change, but um, you know, I was able to, to sit down and, and at least talk through it. And, you know, so I, I feel better about that and the way I handled it. Plus I right. had a phone interview with uh, that company on Tuesday on my way back from moms. Um, uh-huh. went well, Good. you know, so it wasn't really a phone interview. It was more of a, you know, kind of an introductory thing, but they're not necessarily like immediately looking for somebody, but what was cool was, you know, he's like, based on, you know, your, your experience. And I mean, it actually was really, you know, talking me up based on my work experience. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool. You know so he's like we're on you're on my radar we're gonna look at this we're gonna talk to the owner and all this different stuff so it was good it was a good conversation and uh you know but man yeah it was just it was weird you know weird conversation but at least now I have I have some direction and I don't know exactly what I'm gonna do but I know what I don't want to do now for sure and I didn't overreact and I took my time and Mm. um you know I know (laughs) (laughs) Just completely 100%, you know, still, you know, 12 years and what, almost, uh, well, 12 years and a couple of weeks later, almost two months later now. um, Mm -hmm. You know, my, uh, I I haven't, in that part of it hasn't really changed. So I still need to get myself checked every once in a while, but it's all right. You know, progress, I guess, is what they say. Yeah, that's
1: it, man. Progress, not Perfection. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's not the uh, not the easiest thing in the world to always swallow, but hey, you know what? It it works, so it's all good. But um, but yeah, so I've got I've actually got a list. I'm gonna go through the all the stats real quick too. But I've got a list of things, and just so everyone knows, because I've been I listen back and I, I jump into some of these old episodes every once in a while. And I think I mentioned that before. A couple of reasons. Uh, um, every once in a while, I picked out things that we missed or things that we talked about or, you know, want to expand on more. And that's where I've gotten some of the ideas as we go along, um, right. you know, but, but sometimes, uh, you know, I listen, I'm like, man, I just, I run my mouth a lot, which I know. Um, <laughs> so, so my, my first thing was this week, just so everyone knows, I, I always make this list. So I, I felt like, okay, part of the reason that I run my mouth so much is I, I almost have, you know, a, a leg up a little bit cause I have this list, but mm-hmm. the thing is, is I, I sent Mike a text, and I'm like, "Okay, here's what I can do. I make this list every week. I can, I can give it to you ahead of time if you want, and then you know we'll literally be on the same page." And your answer right. was, uh, "No, I, I it, want so to wing it, so I don't have time to make up lies." lies. <laughs> yeah, and that was uh, that was funny. It made me laugh. I I figured you would say you wanted to wing it, but I, I wanted to ask because you know mm-hmm. that's the polite thing to do. But on top of that, too, when you said you. He didn't have time to think up lies. Then I got, you know, I got done with the text. And I'm like, well, well, at least one of us gets to lie. So I guess it's me, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> but the other thing too, and what uh, what I what I told Mike was, uh, and this is the absolute fact. I mean, granted, when I'm writing down some of these things, they're, they're things that either suggestions we got, and it's impossible, even if I think about something or it's a suggestion, not to have a thought about it. But the the cool part is, is that, I mean, nine times out of 10, I I always ask you first, I let you, you know, lead it. Cause then, you know, our conversation goes in a direction, you know, based on, we get to play off each other, what we're talking about. Sometimes it goes into a completely different direction mm-hmm. or when it's going to be a, you know, a, a three minute conversation we talk about for, you know, 25 minutes. So right. uh, I guess uh, if it's, if it's not broken, as they say, don't fix it. So I guess we'll keep doing things as we do for now. Absolutely oh the only other thing though so um flip your lighter up and down right now real quick say what now my lighter yeah okay so if i'm talking too long okay and you want, <laughs> yeah and you want to interrupt me flip your lighter that'll be my cue that'll be it okay what's
1: that How about if I just tell you to shut the fuck up?
0: Oh, That would work, too. That would work, too. I was just trying. (laughs) For whatever reason, I was trying to be subtle. But, uh, no, I I like the other one. I like the other way better. Yeah. Yeah, so just tell me to shut the fuck up. All right, so I'm not going to shut the fuck up now because I got some stats for us, okay? All right, lay it on us. All right, so followers. Um, We have increased followers uh, by 94 people this week following us on Instagram. Uh, So we are at... Yep. We're at right now 966 people on uh, Instagram right now for followers.
1: Damn.
0: Yeah. I know, up on the, man. <laughs> I know. And our, our, our friend in California, I was actually uh, texting back and forth with her messaging back and forth with her a little bit. I'll get into that later, but yeah, she, she said the same thing, but now as far as the individual plays of, uh, of the, the podcast, We're up, uh, we had an increase of 117 last week. This week is 118. So Mm. now we're up to 810 plays, individual plays on the podcast. So Cool. Yeah. Now, number one episode is episode 13. So two episodes ago, you know, obviously not last week, but the week before. And then um, still the number two episode is yours, Number one's at seventy nine plays. The episode three, which is yours, is seventy one. Our our absolute vodka bottle episode (laughs) ten, that is number three at sixty five. Episode four, which is our first thirty days, is sixty four. And my episode actually, for for the first time, made the top five. I'm at sixty two plays on mine. Yeah, so I'm at number five. But the funny part was, and and I'm sure you saw it on our Facebook page, but um, I listened to your episode again, um, Mm -hmm. not last night, but the night before. Um, And seriously, I mean, I – and I hope everyone if – for – I don't care if you – well, I do. Obviously, I care if you listen to other episodes, but (laughs) – you know, in in what I put on Instagram and obviously it posted on Facebook too, I meant Mike's got a a very, uh, a very good story, very wide range and a lot of ups and downs, I guess. And uh, he did a, a great job of not only explaining all of that, but you know, how, you know, getting into the Keating center and the AA program. And, you know, he talks a little bit about that stuff too, but it's a, it's a really good episode and, you know, it, it made sense, more sense to me now. And I sat there and listened to it and, you know, obviously, but I think I only listened to it one time after that when I was reviewing it. Um, So by all means, go back and listen to it because there's a lot of things that mine was short and yours was. Yours was actually more detailed than mine. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of the things we're talking about, you know, now, um, really, if people have that base, it's kind of like listening to anything else, like a series. I mean, we are building on on things. (laughs) Right. You know, so go back to go back to episode three. You're gonna you're gonna be able to figure out what's happening now in episode fifteen. Right. <laughs> but no, I mean seriously, good episode, and uh, you know, I not only uh, you know understand it, but I'm uh, extremely happy for you know for just a, us in general that that episode is is that popular because it's uh, it just you do a great job of doing that. So um, yeah, it cool just, to well, see I'm that drunk, I'm drunk telling his story. story. Yeah. I know, but that but that's the point, and that that's the whole point with it. So um, demographics, pretty simple. Uh, our female population is dropping a little bit, only because the male population is increasing. So mm-hmm. 38 percent uh, men and fifty six percent women. Um, but one way or the other, I mean, we're getting uh, obviously a wider variety of people. And the other thing too, which is interesting that I that I noticed is to begin with, Spotify was like the main place that people were listening. And Mm -hmm. now it's almost, I don't want to say a half and half, but there's almost the same percentage of people listening on um, Apple podcasts as um, Spotify, which is kind of, I don't know why, you know, I'm not sure why Apple Apple podcasts popped up in, in popularity, but doesn't really matter. Just little things like that. I don't know. As I see them, they're they're kind of interesting, but, but yeah, I mean, we've had a, I mean, in my opinion, um, had a hell of a a couple of weeks, you know, as far as activity goes. Oh, and and real quick for anyone who's, because we've been getting a lot, you know, a lot of people, um, based on current posts, past posts and things like that on Instagram, a lot of likes and comments and that sort of thing. It's not at the point where it's like overwhelming to manage, but it, it is getting busier for me, you know, to manage those things. So hmm. a couple of different things, if you, if you listen and you like something and, or if you've commented on something in either, if I, if I miss it and I don't react to it or comment, no offense, you know, it's uh, it's just that I missed it. And we are getting quite a bit of activity You know, so a lot of times they'll take some of those comments and kick them down. Uh, But I do I do see them and I notice them. I get the notifications. I try to pop in when I can. But I just want to let people know that, uh, you know, we're not we're not ignoring them. And I've had some conversations with people and, and a couple of different people have commented on a lot of things you know, which is, which is wonderful. So keep doing that. I just want people to know that if I, if I miss something or if we miss something, it's not on purpose, you know, we see them all, but, uh, every once in a while, you know, life gets in the way too. This is a, this is a, a full-time thought for us, but a part-time, a part-time gig. So absolutely. All right. So um, on that same note, there was an individual um, and speaking of going back and like listening to to other episodes, she had mentioned and and I remember having the thought in my head and asking about when either one of us started to drink alcoholically. And I I think your answer was, you know, like right away. And that's when you had said that when you were like 15 or something like that, that, that you pretty much knew. Um, so in, cause she had said that we didn't answer it all together. I don't think maybe I answer that question. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm going to answer that quick, but then she had another question that went along with that. So all right. for, for me, I, two things, I know now that from the start, from the first time that I ever drank anything, whether it was a sip of beer or, you know, sneaking a drink or the first time I actually got loaded and threw up. um, Mm -hmm. I never drank. I never drank normally because when, and for me, uh, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. I, I hated the taste of beer and alcohol. I didn't like it, but everyone Mm -hmm. talks about that, uh, that effect. And I didn't realize it right away, but so I didn't consciously say I felt this way so I want more, but again, so much of what I went through and how I think how I am is just things happen. I mean, subconsciously without me even knowing it to this day, I'm the same way. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what I'm thinking and I don't know what I'm feeling, you know? So I don't know when I started drinking alcoholically, but what I, what I do know is that by before I was 21, uh, when I was in college and then moving into that 21 year old area, by the time I was actually legal to drink, um, There was plenty of circumstances where um, I'd pass out someplace, drank too much, um, showed up late for work, never drank at work at that time. but And then I got my DUI in 94, so I would have been 24 area. Um, right. uh, so at that time, I was, uh, once again, I know for a fact, I don't know if I was an alcoholic, I don't know, but I know I had a problem and I think at that moment, at an absolute minimum, I can put a mark on that and say, I, I know I was drinking alcoholically at that point, and it right. never got any it never got any better. You know, mm-hmm. so so from ninety-four to two thousand ten for the next 16 years, um, if nothing else, I drank problematically at at a minimum, but easily looking back now, I drank alcoholically from that point forward. So that led into the the second part of the question though, because she had said she asked if, let me just read it. Uh, she said, do you think a normie can progress into an alcoholic? And she mm-hmm. said, basically can a normal person become an alcoholic just by drinking alcoholically? And mm-hmm. I have an answer, but I'll, I'll let you run first. And I, or I have a thought, let me put it that way, but I'll let you run with that thought first.
1: Well, I'm going to go to the source. The big book talks about heavy drinkers. Um, and I've, Run into several of them in my life. Um, basically, what the big book says is, you know, people are heavy drinkers. They're, they're normies. They're not alcoholics. Um, they're heavy drinkers, and they start showing the signs of alcoholism, and they start running into problems that alcoholics run into. But given sufficient reason, they can stop on their own, and they do. You know, life. They they get that DUI. They 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 get fired from their job because they're drinking, and they stop. Not me, man. I you know, okay. I got fired from a job. Cool. It's an excuse to drink more. I don't have to go to work today. I can get drunk all day long. All day long. Um. um yeah, so that, yeah. that's my. Th- that's um, no, Normy. Um, I don't heavy, think I can become an alcoholic. alcoholic. They can be a heavy drinker, a heavy drinker and drinker. show all the signs, but. They could stop on their own. And a real alcoholic, in my opinion, can't. I couldn't. I could not stop on my own. I needed a program. I needed other drunks to help me. And I needed a power greater than myself. That's my answer.
0: Okay. And, and, you know, I agree with that. And just in the, in like the middle of that, you cut out a little bit, but I think what you were, I mean, basically saying is a, is a Norby can stop on a dime. You couldn't, you, and then it came in where we can hear you again, but you cut out just a little bit there. Um, but I thought that's important because uh, the whole explanation about the big book, that was, I didn't think about that quite honestly, but yeah, that's, and I've known, um, I've known people in my life that are like that. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it be, you know, friends or acquaintances or or anything like that. I've known people that can do that and have that consequence Um, or people that I I knew, you know, as they say back in the day, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, they straightened themselves out and they just went through a a phase, if you want to call it that. Now, the other the other step and what what I've heard, and I think from from a physical standpoint, because there is the the whole point of drinking alcoholically then becoming usually mentally addicted, but then becoming physically addicted. So mm-hmm. that's the point. That's the other point that I've heard is that sooner or later, you know, it's the, the mindset of, you can't, you know, you can't turn a pickle back into a cucumber, you know, once right. it's, once it's happened, once you cross that physical line. And I think that's talked about in the big book too, or maybe in the doctor's opinion, if I'm, um, I could be wrong in that part too, but um I thought that that was brought up at some point in there, or I've read it or heard it or heard somebody talk about it, but mm-hmm. it's been always my understanding that you can take somebody now, anyone that we know, and if they drank long enough, hard enough, um, you know, and for uh, enough, enough time, you know, mm-hmm. and enough, enough substance that, yeah, they're, they're going to physically become, their body's going to become addicted. Right. So the, I, again, I think the, the easy answer is in for both of those, even tied together, I think it's a, it is a two part question, but I think the easy answer is yes. <laughs> mm. You know, I mean, I think that, I think that a normie can, you know, people that are, that are normies, I mean, given, given again, like you said, that right circumstance that they drink too much, but um, yeah, I was, yeah. Cause they call us, and you and I admittedly are real alcoholics. Right. I mean, right. I know, you know, because we're like you just said, you know, getting to that point where—and that's one of the—you know—probably on on a dozen ta- dozen pamphlets that we've looked at, you know, where people say that. You know, it's like, okay, when this happens, do you know what's going to happen next? I mean, I mm-hmm. may not end up on a street corner or pass down in a bush or something like that, but but yeah, I got oh, to the oh, point where, where in a bush, God, <laughs> oh, bush, field, street corners,
1: alleyways, you got it, doorways, mm-hmm. all of them,
0: yeah. And, you know, I, I mean, I, I talked about the story of blacking out, you know, when I was at, when I was at school, you know, and Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know how I got home and, and, you know, again, things like that. I mean, God only knows what, what could have happened. So, um, yeah, but, um, but I, I do, and I, I agree that I agree wholeheartedly with the, with the big book version. And, um, I, I know for a fact, worst case scenario, regardless of when it happened for me, I know, I know what I am now. And as, as we always say, and what, what was always taught that, uh, you know, not necessarily. You know, we are what we are. Whether we can say we're happy to be alcoholics or not, at least we mm-hmm. we know we are, and we're part of the solution. So, right. That would right. be that'd be the easy one, right? <laughs>
1: right. I mean, okay. So, I mean, you don't have experience with this. I do. Okay. Heroin, right? Opiates. Um. Yes, you become physically addicted. Yes, you get sick if you don't have them. You get physically sick. Um, and you can almost say there's a difference between there not you could almost say there's a difference between opiate addiction and alcohol addiction. Um, it's an obsession of the mind. It really is. I mean, it's, you're trying to feel good all the time, man. I've said it before. Okay. You're addicted to opiates. Yes. You're going to get physically sick if you don't put opiates in you. Um, and it, it's the selfish, self-centered. I don't want to feel bad. I don't want to get sick, so I'm going to keep doing it. And then I get obsessed with. I don't want to get I don't sick. Want to and it's the same with the alcohol, man. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to be over. I got to drink more. It, it's the same. It's the obsession of being obsessed with oneself. And yes, you can be a normie and be obsessed with yourself. Absolutely. But an alcoholic and a true junkie are different. I I think a normal person, and I'm speaking because I'm not a normal person. I've just been around normal people. Again, given, given that line that they come up to that their life is completely falling apart, they will stop. They will do what they have to do to stop. I didn't. I knew I was an alcoholic. I knew my life was falling apart, and I could not stop drinking. I could not stop using. I couldn't. Not on my own. So I think that's the difference. Again, it comes down to that out of the big book. Given sufficient reason, they can stop on their own. I had tons of reasons to stop drinking and using, and I couldn't. I wanted to. I wanted to stop. I, I, I did not want to live my life that way anymore, and I couldn't stop. I had to keep going, and I didn't know why, because I'm an alcoholic, man, and that's what I do. I drink and I use, and I had to keep doing it until I found something to replace that, which was the program, program. being accountable to other people and actually caring about that accountability.
0: Right. You know, and uh, and once again, I mean, you, you do a far better way of uh, explaining things like this than I do. So, um, and I thought, you know, again, I thought it'd be a great question because I didn't, I, I had that basic answer, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, uh, but I'm glad, I'm glad you explained it in, in all those different terms too, because no, I have, I have zero, um, you know, like, okay. So we talked to Kathy has been, has been one that's, uh, that's talked about this every once in a while. She mm-hmm admittedly, and she has said this, that she does not, uh, she understands addiction. She understands what it does to people, you sure. know, being around, you know, people like us and family members and whatever. But, um, <clears throat> she's admittedly said, she goes, I don't understand what you guys are dealing with. And I right. thought, I mean, and, but she's been honest about that. She's cool about it. You know, mm-hmm. you know, where it's just, you know, you get the, so of it's willpower don't you want to quit like you Mm -hmm. you just said that you wanted to but you couldn't right and people like you know you're not strong enough you're this you're that Mm -hmm. you know people boo-hoo the or poo-poo the the idea that it's a that it's a disease and that it's more than just putting down a bottle and all those different things but right uh, but yeah and i mean that's again that's taken from and that that's our sister by the way kathy is and Mm -hmm. you know she's you know been close to this and Not just us, but our dad. We've got another family member that's sober. And, you know, so she's been around stuff like this and dealt with it. um, And she doesn't. She's admitted. And I love the fact that she just said, I don't get it, but I support you guys. And I understand. I've seen what it does. Mm -hmm. She doesn't understand. She doesn't understand the why. And I don't expect her to, but she's important. And and quite frankly, I'm happy she doesn't understand it
1: because I care about her. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah, Yeah.
0: I mean. Oh, seriously? Yeah, you get somebody, and I. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. You get somebody that's like, "Man, I don't get it," and I'm like, "Oof, yeah, that's a good point." Good. Good. (laughs) I'm glad you don't. You don't want to fucking get this. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a weird thing. It's, you know, the weird thing to, to say the least, but, uh, but yeah, you know, and, and you and I, uh, again on circum, you know, came in under different circumstances, even different mindsets, as we talked about, you know, right. you said, again, you beat beaten, you were done, you want to stop, you, you don't want to hurt anyone anymore, all those different things. Mm-hmm. And I walked into saying, you know, just F this and fuck you. And I don't <laughs> want to be here. And, you know, so it, it is. It's just amazing that the differences, and I and I've said this before, but I think it's really cool. You and I have two very, very different perspectives, but the same mindset, and we end up in the same place. And I think that's part of it. That's why. That's why I talk to you about some of these things so often. Is because I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, I mean, trust. Me. I don't always get it. You know, ninety five percent of the
1: stuff I spew on this podcast, and quite frankly, in my life, I've gotten from other people. Right. These are our the original ideas, kids.
0: Yeah, I think we said that at one point, too, that uh, we've stolen the majority of the things that, oh, yeah. uh, that we talk about, which, you know, obviously it should be that way. So, <laughs> oh, oh there's a, one other thing, and I actually did a screenshot of this. We got a comment from somebody uh, today on one of the posts, and she had said that uh, she said, listened in yesterday and enjoyed it. I'm coming up on step nine and it's making a huge difference in my life. And Mm. I, you know, I told her, I'm just like, you know, it's awesome. I appreciate the comment and that sort of thing. And she even Mm -hmm. said, she's, she said, she's, you know, coming to the realization that people can stay sober without the steps, but the true freedom comes from releasing resentment and fear and making Mm. amends. Mm -hmm. And then she said, love, love what you guys are doing and huge respect. So I thought that was very cool. Um, You know, but and it was like I said, it was um, you know she's coming up on that that nine step, and I don't know what episode she listened to. If we actually, you know, if we if we talked about it, or if just the step is making a difference, whatever it is, I mean the fact mm-hmm. that she had, you know, made a couple of those comments. So we've been getting a few of them, you know, so here and there, and that's the that's when I was talking to the individual from California about because, um, you know, we were talking back and forth about whatever with the mentioned the followers and this and that she's like oh that would be a she goes it's nice to be able to help people because i told her that you know Mm I'm like the cool all this is cool you know 800 and some plays almost a thousand followers getting on and and being able to you know speak our minds all wonderful but i'll tell you what out of everything getting Mm -hmm. a message like like that is is worth every is worth every word that we've said you know and then uh, (laughs) and then that guy guy about making his bed <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and well and then i i reposted uh you know that the thing about your dish uh i reposted mm-hmm. that on instagram and i right. and i know what reposted on facebook but i want i did that on purpose you know because mm-hmm. i wanted to get it i wanted to get it on both but he commented on that too he's like he's like come on guys he goes i just got down to the point of making my bed now <laughs> yeah now
1: you got gonna do your fucking dishes man
0: <laughs> yeah i just said uh, that is funny. That's funny. But I, <laughs> you know, for again, for, for everyone out there, we appreciate the interaction. I'll, um, and I'm going to say we, but, uh, you know, once again, I think we all we know. I mean, I'm handling the social media side of things for the most part, but Mike's on mm-hmm. Mike's on Facebook. So if you guys do get on our Facebook page, um, you know, both of us can see and interact on there. It's just the Mike is not on Instagram. It doesn't matter. You know, I we don't both do the grab. man <laughs> don't do the gram and that is what the cool kids call it is the gram so yeah you got so you got that right but um all right so next thing and there was one there was another suggestion on here give me one second here mm-hmm. oh i know what it was. another individual talked about because we were you know obviously we we're talking about uh you know sponsors and and that sort of thing and the question from that individual was you know what do you do if you're incompatible with a sponsor and mm-hmm. what are guidelines for? And like people that you choose as being like, you know, cause a a big thing now is having people that are, you know, there's accountability groups online and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But if you have somebody that you're even paired with as a, is an accountability individual, same deal. And like, um, what if a sponsor is not available, you know, to you? So the main, Mm -hmm. the main things is if you, you end up with a sponsor, you're, you're not compatible with, um, maybe it's not available for you. And then also just being paired with people that may not be the right individuals for whatever you're doing. Do you have thoughts Mm
1: -hmm. on that? Well, well, those are two very separate things, Uh, being compatible with your sponsor and having your sponsor available to you. Um, Your sponsor should be available to you, Um, not constantly, not 24 hours a day. Don't, you know, expect this person to babysit you 24 hours a day. That's not what they're there for. They're there to help you work through the steps. Um, so they should be available to you reasonably, um, compatible. Who gives a fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, My feelings. Yeah, good. Your feelings need to be heard. Asshole. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if you're lucky that you get along with your sponsor, cool. That's great. Whatever. Um, but for me in early sobriety, um, I wasn't looking to make friends with a sponsor. I wasn't looking to have a best buddy in the world. I was, again, looking for somebody to show me how to work the steps, not work the steps for me, not buy me cigarettes, not get me a job, show me how to work the steps, and then I have to go work them. That's all a sponsor is. He pisses you off? Good. He probably should piss you off. Um, You know, yeah, if... if Yes, if if you're really having a problem, he's not showing you how to work the steps. You're not learning how to work this program. Yeah, you need somebody else. Other than that, he's out there to wipe your ass.
0: <laughs> right, and just so you know, you were cutting out just a little bit in that, but I think we, I mean, everything everything came through, but I just hope bits so. and pieces. <laughs> and bits and pieces of, of what, you're, what you're saying are kind of just kind of cutting out here and there. Not a huge deal. Um, but I agree with you because the thing of it is when I read the incompatib- incompatibility part, I thought the same mm-hmm. thing because yeah. the, the first thing I – well, the first thing I thought about is my my sponsor here in, in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a, he's a dude, and, and I'm serious. He, he's, a, he's a black guy with dreads, skinny mm-hmm. dude from the south. Um, I mean, he calls himself a Creole. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he's one of those ones that he was the only black dude in, in, in the club, only black dude in our meetings, coolest guy in the world. And I didn't care about any of that. Right. What I what I cared about was how he carried himself. I cared Mm -hmm. about the fact that he had 20 plus years of sobriety, the fact that he had two kids while he was sober. He was basically raising those girls on his own girls too, you know, Mm -hmm. and all the different stories used to tell. He was a talker, which drove me crazy, but that's what I do, (laughs) you know? And, and I learned this very early on in this whole sobriety thing that if somebody pisses you off, it's probably because there's something inside in them that's Mm -hmm. in you, Mm -hmm. you know, but, but that's why I chose him. Now, our first sponsors were chosen for us, and you right. got a little right. bit more of that compatibility because you mentioned that you know that, that Tim was a musician, which and I forgot about that part. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my sponsor—the only thing that we had in common is we had the same name. I mean, there right. was—I right. mean, he was a—he was a decent guy. You know, he's a good guy. Um, mm-hmm. But take a look, and then if you go to Accountability Partners, now worst case scenario, these days you and I would be considered probably accountability partners. Okay. Which is Mm -hmm. fine. Right. I don't care. I do not care what you want to call us. And people, if you haven't looked at the website yet, look at the website. Okay. Please look at our pictures. Right. (laughs) Right. Look at some of the earlier episodes, pictures of us standing together. We do not belong together. Nope. (laughs) You know, everything that he's called me before, like we went over that, you, you know, you went into the nerd geek square, blah, blah, blah. You know, Mm -hmm. you, all those different things and you right. just badass bald ass this and that you know mm-hmm. rock and roll pig everything That's that you me. are <laughs> but but yeah we don't belong together you know right. but you know so yeah so we're not we're not compatible on the surface but we ended up being you know so that that goes back to that you know judging the book by its cover all the old things we were supposed to learn when we were kids
1: you mm-hmm. know
0: so all those things Um, You know, really don't matter. And and I'm glad you said that about the sponsor because that was my same thought. When it comes down to the AA program, that is the one and only job of a sponsor is to walk somebody through the steps. That is it. Yep. And now I know that, again, when we go back to Wisconsin versus Cleveland AA, probably California to Florida AA to wherever, Mm -hmm. um, it's different, you know? Oh, one difference, one difference too, like here, and I've heard it in other areas too. Um, a lot of people like we did our fifth step with a priest. A lot of people do their fifth step with their, with their sponsor. Right. Which you know, is, and which is actually in the big book. So big that's great. Great. right. Right. Um, the thing of it is, is that, uh, and I, when, when I uh, originally paired up with uh, Carl, my sponsor here, cause mm-hmm. we were talking about stuff, same deal. You know, he, he's like, I'm not going to try to walk you through the steps again, but he had said at one point to me, and I, and I, I know you, and I talked about this is, he said, uh, he goes, well, he goes. Uh, Have you thought about redoing a fourth and, and fifth step? And I said, Have I thought about it? Of course. Am I going right. to do? It? I said, Am I? Am I going to do it? No. And uh, he looked at me, and I said, But I'll tell you why. Because this is what I was taught. Mm-hmm. But I said, Worst case scenario, because he was talking as if like I was do a fifth step with him. And I said, If I got to that point where I felt that I needed another fourth and fifth, I mm-hmm. I've said, No offense to you, Carl. I'm not. I'm not doing it with you. I do it with a priest. But right. I said, That's that's the way I went and that's the way I, ta- I was taught and that's where I'm comfortable. You know, so there was a difference. He didn't take offense to that, um, mm-hmm. but you said that exactly. And you, I just listened to your story the other day, you yeah. know, and when you said, you know, the fourth and fifth, if you do them right, you should never have to do them again. You know, if you um, work the proper 10 step, yeah, you're not building you're that shit up anymore that you have to do it. Right. Yeah. So look- um, back in Ohio
1: 80 some um, years ago, figured that shit out. I'm not that smart.
0: <laughs> exactly but uh but real quick and this just this just uh reminded me so when when mike was up here and not not just recently we went up here like five whatever it was five six years ago mm-hmm. we were out kicking around doing something and uh, we we're driving back and And i live in an apartment complex and there's garages that are attached to the building so we pull up in the driveway and it's it was nice out it was early i think early September. yeah it was it was, well, it was labor day so it was early september yeah. Yeah. So we pulled up and there's people outside. I don't know what they were doing, hanging out, doing whatever, but we're pulling up and I got like neighbors that were outside chit chatting in the, in the parking lot. And as we're pulling up they're they're like staring at us. And my exact words were, I'm like, what the fuck are they looking at? And Mike says, (laughs) they're looking at me. (laughs) and and i started laughing and i looked at him like oh yeah i guess they would be wouldn't they (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh, it was fucking hilarious but yeah so that that is and i don't think about it but joe our sponsor cleveland used to say that he used to call us the odd couple and he'd hum the tune and Mm -hmm. all that stuff when when we walked i thought it was funny so yeah um but yeah i think that i think that covers that on the sponsor part I, I agree with you 100 percent. now here's the other the other thing and i know you're gonna have um a, i know what your opinion is gonna be of it i'm just curious to i, I want to sit back and laugh when i hear this Man. so there are and i this is not the first time i've heard this because i've been listening to, to the podcast again just to recap there's a lot of people out there that you know are Some people are just alcohol-free. Some people are, you know, what they consider gray area. They're not sure which direction they're in. Some people are sober curious. So all these different things out there or just people that want to get sober but don't want the label, you know, being an alcoholic. So, I mean, apparently, and again, I've heard about this on a a couple of different occasions, but most recently – it was a post on Instagram, and I'll tell you what I said after I after you you know speak about this. But the, the mindset has been um, getting rid of the word alcoholic; that it's outdated and it's it's not necessary in this day and age. this mm. <laughs> 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 is like me. I, what I did was I just threw a match on an oil fire and I stepped back.
1: You know what? what? Words matter. Words mean things. I am an alcoholic. I am obsessed. I'm not obsessed anymore, but I was obsessed, and I have the physical allergy. I react differently. I am an alcoholic. I am different than a normal person. You cannot label me as anything else. I am not curious. I am not gray area. I'm a drunk, and I'm a junkie. It's what I am, man. I just haven't drank or used in over 12 years because I do certain things, so I don't have to drink and use. But, yeah, I'm an alcoholic, man, and you could soften it, and you could say it's an outdated, an outdated word. word. Um, um, it's, not. it's not. You know, there were words, no, there were words before alcoholic, before lush.
0: Alcohol.
1: lush. Toss pot was one of my favorite <laughs> ones. What was it? Um, uh, Toss pot. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it's in the, I think that one's in the big book, or it's in one of the meditation books. It's a way old term for a drunk. A toss pot. Um, yeah. You, know, you can call it whatever the hell you want. Either you are or you aren't. And I am. And and I don't care what you want to call yourself. If you have the obsession and you have the physical allergy, you're an alcoholic. Admit it. Move on. Surrender to the fact that that's what you are. And if you're not, fine. If you can stop on your own and not wreck your life and not be miserable, cool but i can't
0: right well, and and you know what and, and i knew and it, seriously i was just i when when i wrote that or typed that out in my in my note i was giggling when i said i'm like this is gonna be <laughs> fucking this is gonna be fucking fun man <laughs> I, I was just like sneaking up to the bear i'm like fucking poke 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 poke
1: yeah but it's no, not gonna take much
0: no i know but you know i number one i agree in the uh the individual that had posted it, and um, she's actually uh, – and I think it's her that uh, that's the author of it. And I'm not going to call her out on here because, I mean, to, my – everything that she's doing for a, a group of people is she's doing a lot of positive shit. There's been a book. She's got a podcast. She's doing a lot of good, positive work. I don't want to take good. away from the work that she's doing. Right. Um, but. So I, and I follow her on Instagram, and when that came up about, okay, you know, now's the time, and this and that, this long post, and I'm mm-hmm. reading it, it's an outdated, it's whatever, they're, and I'm, my, my comment was, it was nice, but it was very clear. I said, trying to um, remove a word is is... A bit extreme. And again, I was nice about it because mm-hmm. I said, here's the deal. I said, you know, something along the lines of the same thing as you said. There's I said, I have no issue with the word. I am an alcoholic. I call myself that. And, mm-hmm. he, and the other thing is, it's not a derogatory term. It's not an insult. And no. although I didn't say it, although I didn't say it on the on the post, I'm going to say it here. It's not a form of racism to call somebody an alcoholic, you know, right. Um, and, and that's when I was reading her response. I'm like, because of all the stuff that's going on in, in the country. And I, I get it all. I'm not going to get into any of that stuff. Everyone right. feels what you want to feel about any words and phrases and things and all that stuff. I, am mm-hmm. fine. I'm not going to argue that. Um, but you know, to, to take the word away, I'm going to still, I'm an alcoholic. I know what I am. And you know what? I'll go as far as to say that I, I need the word. I need mm. to know what I am. You know, and like if somebody, if some doctor came up and said, you have this thing, it's eating away your body. And right now in the world, there's no norm, known cure. We're going to drip some things into your body. We're going to run you in here and like basically put you in a large microwave, but we don't know what, we don't want to call it anything. And the mm-hmm. person's gonna be like, what the fuck, man? Tell me what I got, man. Right. You know, and, and how many times did Marty say that if, you know, people that are diagnosed with cancer, if all they had to do. Was and I joked about it in one episode. I just got to go to some meetings. I got to read a book, and I got to I got to be a nice person. And I'm all good, right? If if anyone with any other disease had that ability, um, you know, I mean, they would they would, as Marty used to say, they would bust down these doors and these walls to get in here, right? You know, so. I don't care if you same as you exactly just said I don't care if you don't want to call yourself that but to take away the word is in my opinion not only ridiculous but it's 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 stupid it's just yeah. it's a, it's insanity you know because uh, just because it's a an alcoholic is is an evil word I'm mean, granted it it's got a stigma to it and mm-hmm. part of the reason part of the reason that I'm not completely open on social media is because of that stigma but It doesn't change who I I am. I'm not going to go on social media and call myself a fucking gray area drinker and make it any better. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. You know, so um, I agree with you wholeheartedly. So I just I thought that'd be kind of a fun topic because I just thought it was ridiculous. And back to the point, too. So I talked to a couple of people that had mentioned that, and this just was another thought pattern that had mentioned that, um, and this could be probably a whole episode. If we do something like this, what I want to do is I want to get some of our um, uh, women sober friends from Cleveland um, mm-hmm. to join in on this, because the, the thought was in different areas of the country that people, women don't feel as welcome in an AA meeting, you know, mm-hmm. as, as men. And, mm-hmm. and I think that it could be that way, but I was telling one individual, I'm like, okay, so here's the deal in Cleveland. I've never heard that from anyone because how many women do we know that are sober? It's, it's an ungodly amount. Um, And all the women that we know that are sober, I think all of them are involved in the AA. Not only go to meetings, have really strong meetings, strong sponsors, a strong bond, and Mm -hmm. they love, they love the shit out of their AA. You know? So I don't think it's, I don't think the problem is AA. I think it's the group that these individuals are in, you know? So I just think it'd be, it'd be, for me, I think it'd be fun um, and informative. I think for other people outside of the Cleveland area to see that, Hey, it's not, it's not, Hey, I'm not trying to, if you don't, if people don't like AA, I don't care that do what you do. Yeah, You know, whatever, 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 seriously, whatever keeps you sober. I I don't care. It's that's cool. You do you. That's, that's the main goal anyhow. But Mm -hmm. you know, the thing it it blew my mind. I'm like, really? I said, I had, I've never experienced um, any females that we know that have felt alienated or, or, outsiders or anything like that in an AA meeting, whether it's mixed or whether it's a, a women's meeting, but, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, that was a whole other thing. So, so yeah, I mean the, like I said, the alcoholic thing, um, I just thought that that'd be, that'd be interesting in and of itself. But, um, but yeah, yeah you and definitely. I remember, imagine that on the same page again, right?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so here, here's another thing. And it just happened to be the the next thing that was written below the alcoholic thing. Um, what, what are your thoughts on, Getting sober for somebody other than yourself, um, number mm-hmm. one. And then is it sustainable if you only do it for somebody else? Ah.
1: Um, <laughs> uh, personally and everything I've been taught, um, no, it's not sustainable. Not at all. Um, we, It was drilled into our heads over and over. We have to do this for ourselves now. That yeah. being said... Um, a large part of my program, and we've said it a number of times here, um, I just don't want to hurt anybody else. So in, in that fact, yes, it is for, for the people around me. People around me. I, my sobriety is important to me for the people around me. But I can't, I, and I couldn't prove this to myself over and over again, I can't get sober for somebody else. You know, I can't get sober for her. I can't get sober for my kid. I can't get sober for my parents. I can't. I didn't. So there you go. It didn't happen. I hurt those people and I didn't get sober for them. I got sober when I didn't want to hurt them anymore. And that was where I had to turn it around on myself and I had to get sober. So I wasn't the asshole that hurt those people i had to change myself so i wouldn't so i'm not a bad person anymore but no i can't get sober for somebody else i can't get sober to make my wife like me again you know i can't get sober <laughs> <laughs> so my kids aren't afraid of me that that's a byproduct of me getting sober it's like happiness happiness is not the goal happiness is a byproduct of me living doing the right thing so yeah, it, yes I suppose you can put the bottle or the bag down for a while for somebody else but I don't think it's sustainable at all because eventually that's not enough. It's not enough. I'm going to go I'm going to pick up again cuz I'm not I'm not changing myself. I'm not getting that byproduct of living the right way. That's my thoughts.
0: Yeah, and you know um and this, that was my question. And it came up, I think, probably just listening to to the podcast and sometimes or whatever they were talking about. But because mm-hmm. um, I thought about that. So in, in, again, going back to your story, you were, you were done when you walked in, you went in with that mindset of not wanting to hurt mm-hmm. your daughter, your involved, right. right, all, all those things. And <clears throat> I didn't necessarily come in for somebody else, but I didn't come in for myself, right. you know, so was almost, <laughs> I don't even know what I was for however long. And mm-hmm. as you were just talking about that, because my next question to myself was um, when did I, when did I make that switch? Because I know during those first couple of months and, and I've told stories about my ex, my, my son's mom. And, and I knew, I knew what the consequence was if I drank again and I was losing him, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I know for a fact that to begin with, I, I, I stayed a good boy, you know, because I, I didn't want to lose that. Right. But, but somewhere along the way that that switch came in. So could it have been at that nine month period when I had those couple of revelations that I talked about, mm-hmm. um, you know, could it have been, cause that that's, I know at that point is when I really dug in. And at that point I know that I, I never look back and it's like, this is what I want now. So mm-hmm. if I had to pinpoint that, that probably was where it was, but so maybe there was the, and I just, came to that again that realization once again people <laughs> you mm. just you just saw another light bulb came on um <laughs> that came on for me but i seriously i i didn't come in for anyone i just came in cuz i didn't know what else to do and didn't have anywhere else to go right and you know just literally just kind of tagged along for probably that first those first 9 months and then you know at that point got through that stuff. And then at, at that time, I, I know I dug in at nine months and I, I, I never looked back after that, but now I, I understand the fact of, I mean, yes, it's my, it's my kids, it's my family, it's all those sort of things. But I mm-hmm. know you and I talk about this all the time and, and it's told to us, you know, anything you put before your sobriety is going to go away, you know? Right. And, and I, sometimes you just got to sacrifice and you're like, okay, I, I need to take care of me for a minute, mm-hmm. you know, or I'm not going to be able to take care of you, you know? Right. So it's, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I I know there's people. There's a lot of people. It doesn't matter what brought you in, but at at some point, at least our opinion it seems is that that's got to switch and it's got to be for you, or you know, it, it's just not going to work. Mm-hmm. So yeah. But um, what about a pink cloud? And I thought about that too as we were <laughs> as we were <laughs> yammering back and forth. Did do you think you ever had a pink cloud? I mean, I I've got again, I got thoughts on that, but. Did you go through a period, do you think? Where you were you in a pink cloud period? Um,
1: you know, I, I think I did when I actually wasn't doing the program properly. My first few uh, forays into sobriety. Um, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd put down the the substances and, you know, get that job and get it whatever. And The pink cloud uh, for me, I'm just, this is just hitting me. Um, when I was still selfish was and didn't give a shit. Um, yeah, the pink cloud is. Oh, I'm feeling good. Oh, uh, look at me, I'm doing better. Uh, you know, I'm feeling better because I'm not poisoning myself every day. Um, yeah, that was. I, I had some pink clouds when I wasn't working the program but was around the program. Um, but when I came in this time and started actually working the program, I, I don't think I ever did get a pink cloud. You know, um, the clouds, the cloud gets a little bit pinker every day. Every <laughs> day. You know, and hopefully, uh, you know, by the time I shuffle off this mortal coil, it'll be pretty rosy. But it's 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 this nice, slow ascent, which is I think how it should be. You know, things get a little bit better, a little bit better. I'm a little more serene, a little more peaceful as I as I continue to work this thing. Not to say I don't have bad moments because we talked about it last week, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, you know what? Deep down, I, I'm pretty serene and calm and peaceful, and um, that's that. I float on that. Float on. It's a constant thing.
0: Yeah, and uh, i uh, I know I've mentioned this before that <laughs> I feel like every every part of the well every part of my life you know since i got sober has been has been the of the sometimes slowly variety and mm-hmm. and i do remember let, let me step back a little bit I'm, i don't know if everyone knows what the the even the mindset of the pink cloud is and usually what not usually but what happens to a lot of people when they first get sober even uh, whether they're working the program correctly or not it's trying to like you said and i think you explained that perfectly number one, you're feeling better, you're getting some stuff back, you know, all those, there, there's some things falling into place mm-hmm. and you feel really good. And then those, there's the other individuals that dive right into, you know, I'm, I'm sober and I'm loving it. And, you know, want to stand on top of the building and, and cheer it and help and do all these different things. Mm-hmm. So there's all, that. and, you know, sooner or later, you know, reality is going to punch you back in the face and you're going to realize, And I don't mean that anyone who's newly sober, it doesn't mean that things necessarily get worse, but it gets real. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. um,
1: Yeah. Life happens,
0: man. You know,
1: (laughs) everything is not wonderful because you're doing the right thing. The thing is you can handle when it's shitty because it's going to be shitty, but you can handle it and, and you don't have to, you don't have to pick up, man. You know, you don't have to medicate yourself. You have the tools to walk through the nonsense. And that's what it is. It's nonsense. You know, death and sickness and and pestilence and murder and rape and all the bad things in this world. (laughs) You know, we're getting real good examples of it the past couple of weeks. But you know what? I keep keep walking and doing the next right thing. I'm going to be kind to the old lady at the store, you know, even when I don't want to. You know, I, I, I <laughs> if somebody walks in with a gun, I'll, I'll lie on top of her, try to take the bullet first.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's the thing that, uh, and I, I, like the fact that you had mentioned that over time it's gotten better. Cause it did. And mm-hmm. I was actually in, and, and this may surprise everyone, but I was getting pissed because I wasn't getting this whole pin cloud feeling, you mm-hmm. know, because I didn't get the flash. I didn't get the, the moment of clarity. I get none of that and I'm like mm-hmm. at least I can get this this fucking pink cloud thing that I hear about <laughs> give, me, give me some fucking happiness and take this anger away from me but the key was you know I know you know I had to work on myself and I had to mm-hmm. work on getting rid of that and dealing with it so yeah and and like I said the these last couple of weeks uh, cuz my my work situation and on top of that too I mean in 3 weeks I'm I'm moving into this whole new situation which is we don't have time to talk about all that right now right <laughs> I mean, I got some shit going on right now, Mm -hmm. but, and I got a, there's, and part of it, every once in a while I sit back and I'm like, I can't fucking think straight, you know? So sometimes I just sit down and I just do nothing because I have to, Mm -hmm. you know, but I I know how to do that now, you know, whereas Mm -hmm. like, I I need like half a bottle of whiskey to get through whatever I'm feeling, but oh yeah. None of those thoughts ever came up, you know, in, in being in a, in a weird employment situation and in this movie that's coming up on me. And then, you know, some family situations, just, you know, again, you talk about illnesses and Mm -hmm. whatever the case may be there. There's a lot of shit going on right now, but I've got, I've got all these tools. I got 12 years of practice, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and worst case scenario. And this is the worst case scenario. If I run across something that I just don't know what to do, I know what to do. And that's to to make a phone call or to reach out to somebody. We've talked about this before. Right. And you know what? Part of it, and here's the other thing that I didn't share before I was going to get to when I was talking about when I questioned my good mood is um, I really look forward to doing this. This is like, mm-hmm. it me, right before we came on uh, to do this, I'm like, I'm like, this is like our, our Friday meetings used to be, you know? Right. And we we get home from work, we just change real quick. We're like, okay, we're off to the meeting because then we're. It was the meeting, it was the pizza, and then sitting on our asses and doing nothing, you know. Right. <laughs> and in separate rooms too, you know, with, mm-hmm. uh, when we were, when we finally lived together. But but right. that was that's what that's what this is now. And no matter what is happening at work, I and no matter how stressful it is, I get to come home and I get to do this because mm-hmm. this is now you know literally one of the highlights of my week because. I know if I got some shit on my mind, I get to talk to my friend and then maybe, you know, on top of that, who knows, maybe somebody, you know, makes a comment like that. And something we, we happen to say, you know, this rambling shit that comes out of our heads, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's like, like meant something. I don't know. Right. But, um, I, t- I tell you guys one thing. Anyone who's listening, and if you continue to listen, or if you listen to the past episodes, we said this before. We're doing this to begin with, um, and this goes back to kind of what we were just talking about. We, you got to get sober for yourself. We're doing this for ourselves. Granted, the end result is it's wonderful if it helps other people. That's mm-hmm. the warm fuzzy feeling. That's our pink cloud, maybe now, Because wow. if it gets to gets to help somebody. But we're doing this because we need to or or want to. For us, I felt mm-hmm. like I. I it i needed something else and this is it you know yeah. so it's it's awesome you know but yeah that was the that was the other part i think of my my good mood i'm like i get to go and i did i lit windows down sunroof open foo fighters on on the way home that seems to be my stuff <laughs> when i did that but i'm like eh, i think that's my thing now right yeah.
1: it's your happy place
0: it it really is i i fucking love the foo fighters and i love warm weather so <laughs> there you so, go so, Last thing, and I, I have no idea why this why this came up, but I was laughing when I thought about this. So you remember the um, – and now it's still the – the Brook Park Heating Center house now is now the women's house again, right? Uh, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jean Marie. Yeah, that is Jean Marie. Okay. Yeah. So back when we were in, do you remember when they got – I mean, in this – and this happened in every one of the facilities at some point. You know, bed bugs got brought in. Either somebody was mm-hmm. in a tra- hotel, a bad donation, you know, clothing or whatever it was. Bed bugs just happened. It wasn't and we cleaned the shit out of these places. So right. it, it it wasn't because it wasn't clean. Somebody brought some yeah. stuff, you know. Right. Right. But 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 it happened at that uh and again it was a women's facility. It must have been Jean Marie back at that at that time. Yeah. And um Rather than doing, and I remember this, and we were like we were like really new, and Pete and I, um, two nights in a row, had to go over and like, I don't want to say guard, but I'm saying that we had to guard the house, mm-hmm. because nobody was there. They had, it was unlocked. You know, they it, it had basically been, uh, they abandoned it while they were, you know, they had to get them someplace else so they can let all the shit basically die off, and then they had to get it cleaned out. Right. So then our job was literally, we sat there all night, we took a, I don't even know, and this was a, like a, a conversion van, not a cargo van. We got to go over in like this conversion van. Um, mm-hmm. So we at least got to you know, sleep in a comfortable seat. But one of us had to stay awake. So I remember walking in that place because Marty's like, he goes, first of all, you got to go in there. You got to clean everything out of the refrigerator, in the kitchen, any food items. So, I mean, Pete and I are like digging the shit out of the refrigerator. Fucking disgusting. <laughs> mm-hmm. because uh, the power was off. They had all this shit off over there. But so we're doing all that stuff. And it's like, get all that stuff done. And then he's like, you don't go anywhere else in the house. And so we did, we walked all the way through. Well, of course. <laughs> so we're like, we got to go look around, which is, there was nothing to really see, you hey. know, but, cause he, cause he's but like, you were he told you us. couldn't do it. So you did it. <laughs> right, because I right. did. That I remember. That Pete and I are sitting out. We're sitting in the parking lot. And it was nice out. You know, it was the summertime or like uh-huh. early summertime. And Pete brought his uh, his laptop or laptop there with him. And I know we didn't have an internet connection, so I think he just had you know a bunch of songs on his laptop. So he's like, uh, he's like, "How are you on music?" I'm like, mm, "I don't know." I said, "I'm decent." And he's like, "What's best?" Whatever it was. I think it was '80s music or whatever he picked. And uh-huh. he's like, "Okay, we're gonna do a contest." He goes the first three seconds of a song lyric, and you got you got to name it. <laughs> so we fuck, <laughs> we fucking sat there and played name that tune for like an hour. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But but here's the other thing. Before we actually, um, you know, again, we weren't supposed to go in there. We were walking along and like the side of the house, and I and I walked up. So they had it was a window well, you know, one of those steel window wells. Mm-hmm. And what what it looked like is it was a piece of wood over the window well. So I went to stand on it to look in the window and it wasn't wood. It was this piece of plastic. (laughs) (laughs) So, and it was deep. It was probably, um, God, it was at least four feet deep. Mm. So I, I bust through it and hit my knee and went down and my, my whole leg went numb. So I'm sitting there and I, I swear to God, I thought I broke my leg and, uh, I mean, I didn't know where I don't know where Pete was, so I dragged myself out of there. I was sitting down for a minute, got up, and I was fine. I just bruised it up, but I'm like Jesus Christ, <laughs> because you know the the first thing I thought about, Marty's gonna fucking kill me. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm like man, I can't be limping when I come back because he's gonna ask me what happened. But uh, right. But that was that was just one of our you know, one of the little shenanigan things, but yeah. So rather than, uh, than fire watch or night watch, yeah, we got to, we got to go guard the, whatever the, if it was Jean Marie at that time or whatever it was, but yeah, mm-hmm. it was, no idea why that popped into my head, but I'm like, that was kind of a, that was kind of a fun <laughs> story. <stupid." laughs> so, um, last thing real quick, and you and I can talk about this at, uh, at another time. Cause I mean, we're already uh, looking like over an hour, but we got a, we got a message today from a guy and he's one, he's somebody that's following us. he, um, either owns or works for a CBD company. Do you know uh-huh. anything about anything about CBD, or what are your feelings on that? Even the short answer,
1: <laughs> right? Uh, well, it's it's a you know a cannabis derivative. Um, it comes from the marijuana plant. Um, yeah, it's supposedly um, most of it doesn't have THC in it, which is the psychoactive component of marijuana. Um, I, you know. <laughs> I I drive a truck for a living and we were told, uh, a couple of years ago, I remember this when it first started really hitting, they said, look, you know, it's legal. We can't tell you not to do it, but, uh, we discourage it. And, um, as a junkie and an alcoholic, I went, "Eh, that's pretty good advice. I think I'll just steer clear of it. So, (laughs) (laughs) so that's, that's, you know, um, Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't know. I I don't know. It it could be snake oil. It could be, uh, you know, goddamn wonder drug. I couldn't tell you. I do know that um, I don't touch it. It is legal and supposedly it doesn't show up on drug tests. And that's not what I'm about. Neither does Budweiser. (laughs)
0: <laughs> right well and it was uh so here just a short story back when i worked i worked for the one company that we where i sold uh, business phone service and oh. that was a, a few years that was a few years ago when all this stuff started to pop up right. there's i mean there's cbd stores uh, they popped up in literally almost started, like on every corner mm-hmm. in the same deal you know, i'm going into these businesses trying to sell them phone service and i walked into a couple of them while they're doing demonstrations and one of our reps used one of the um, i had a rep with me and she used some of the oil or a uh, lotion you know, for like back pain and and all that stuff, swore by it, and you know, there's so there, all these people are doing samples and doing whatever, and like, hey, you want to try something like that? I'm good, you know, because mm-hmm. again, I don't know, I don't know shit about this stuff. I just knew everything that you just said on the outskirts. I understood some right. had THC in it, some didn't, um, but this guy had just uh, he messaged us and he said, hey, I like what you guys are doing. This and that, nice comment. And he said, Would you consider doing any type of promotion or this and that, making some money on the side? And I, my only answer was, I said, I'll, I'll talk to Mike. I said, He's <laughs> part of this thing too. And I said, I'll get his opinion. We'll give you our opinion and go from there. So um, that's all it was. I I don't. And again, it was just the, the thing of it is, my first thought was, if I have a question mark about it, it's not something we should probably do. Right. You know, I involved with to be even behind something like that because i don't want to personally the way that i look at it i don't want to promote something that that could even be a question mark you know what i mean right oh absolutely
1: yeah you know i I get a letter from uh, lynchburg tennessee i'm gonna ignore it
0: (laughs) right so so if we get if we get approached by by an alcohol company, we should probably shy away from that.
1: Yeah, that would be my feeling.
0: <laughs> All right, again, that's what that's what I thought. But it was just weird. I haven't even i I remember seeing. Uh, and again, he follows up, so I think we follow him. Just be the reason I follow him is just because of the number of followers and people, this bunch of sober people that follow. And again, mm-hmm. the exposure part of it. But um, okay, that's cool. But um, but yeah. One way or the other, it was just figured uh, as I wrote that down as a question mark, I'm like, why not? Why not you and I just have an open conversation while we're right. out here?
1: <laughs> well, now it's got a period
0: after it. So there we go. Exactly. But um, yeah, I mean, there's, I've still got, you know, a few other things on here that we can say for, for next week, actually only a couple of things, but uh, yeah, we're at like an hour five right now, almost an hour mm-hmm. six. So I think we're good. And uh, except for that, like that beginning, I think both of our, both of us cleared up a little bit in the conversation. Yours was cut now, but I think we've actually been, been clearer in this last probably 25 minutes than we have in like 14 episodes, but uh, which is weird. <laughs> So anyhow, um, unless you got anything else or, I mean, I, I, again, I say it every time, but I think I know your answer, Mike, anything else on your mind tonight?
1: (laughs) Not a goddamn thing.
0: (laughs) All right, man. Then it is your time. As you said, just coming into this whole thing, you'd rather wing it. So feel free.
1: All right, man. Thanks for listening to another episode of Sober Not Mature. Be good this week. Be kind to the people around you. And as always, fuck off.
0: <laughs> As always, that makes me laugh every single time. So, <laughs> all right, brother, I love you, and uh, obviously, you and I will talk soon. So, talk to you Absolutely. later. Absolutely,
1: love you too, man. Bye.
0: As always, thank you for listening to another episode of Sober, Not Mature. To access all of our content and interact with us, please visit our website, SoberNotMature.com. Thank you again for listening, and we will talk to you soon.